This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. This is Sci-Fi Talk Daily for February 15th, 2023. Here I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics. But actually I'm going to deviate right now because I have a story about something we've all seen in the news. Newsweek has a story about the recently closed congressional meeting on UFOs shot down recently. Senators revealed the classified briefing on Tuesday. It was delivered by officials from the Defense Department, NORAD, and also the United States Northern Command, as well as the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Speaking to the media following the briefing, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy says, so far, officials have been unable to locate the remnants of the three unidentified objects, excluding the spy balloon. Quote, it's clear to me this is not a recent phenomena. This has been going on at least since 2017. He calls for more transparency and said, if you are confused, you understand the situation perfectly. Concluding his comments to the gathered media, Kennedy added, lock your doors tonight. Sci-Fi Talk with Tony Tolado returns in a moment. Deadline reports that Tom Holland will return as Spider-Man with plans of his comeback in the works already. Kevin Feige talked to Entertainment Weekly, and this is what he had to say. Quote, All I will say is that we have the story. We have big ideas for that, and our writers are just putting pen to paper now. End quote. In late 2021, producer Amy Pascal teased that they were in the process of working on a new Spider-Man trilogy, starring Tom Holland once again. Quote, This is not the last movie we're going to make with Marvel. The last Spider-Man movie, Pascal told Fandango, we are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. We're thinking of this as three films, and now we're going on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. You can read more at Deadline.com. And staying in the Marvel Universe, here is Penelope with a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Variety has the review for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Now, though, with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, the Ant-Man series has gone full Marvel. The new movie takes place almost entirely in the quantum realm, a mutating subatomic sphere that exists outside our space-time continuum. It's essentially an anything-goes-FX playground that resembles a psychedelic album cover crossed with a 21st-century update of Fantastic Voyage, lots of things that look like corpuscles. What it feels like, most directly, is a planet from one of the later, Star Wars, films, with a few old-school cantina vibes. You could make a case that the George Lucas prequels represented the takeover of, Star Wars, by the cantina. In, Quantumania, there are sci-fi, Alice in Wonderland, forests, full of manta ray moths and tiny tentacled suns as well as characters who resemble giant stalks of broccoli, walking jello sculptures and glowing TV consoles. There's an army of super ant saviors. There is, of course, a hooded rebel alliance, as well as a cosmic genocidal megalomaniac, Kong the Conqueror, Jonathan Majors, a supervillain who made his debut in the comics in 1963 and looks like he's being set up to dominate the MCU until 2063. There's Bill Murray, wigged out like a debauched George Washington, as a former rebel who now works for Kong. 
There's Corey Stoll's Darren, the corporate baddie from the first Ant-Man, who returns in the form of Modok, a huge malevolent head encased in tin pot armor with insect hands and legs. The character is another comic stalwart, but given the pointedly cheeky way his scenes are staged, you might say that Reed has merged his sense of humor with a dash of Taika Waititi's data absurdism. For Sci-Fi Talk Daily, this is Penelope reporting. There is more Sci-Fi Talk, so stay tuned. And we're still in the Marvel Universe as Deadline reports that in 2025, the Fantastic Four reboot is released. And Kevin Feige told Entertainment Weekly that there are big plans for the four. Quote, Fantastic Four is the foundation for everything that came after in the comics. There certainly have been versions of it on screen, never inhabiting in the storytelling of the MCU. And that's something that's really exciting for us. End quote. Here is James with a story about Harry Potter's creator. Deadline reports that J.K. Rowling says she was misunderstood about her comments on transgender women. Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, whose statements on transgender people have drawn widespread criticism over the years as transphobic, including from some of the Potter film franchise's biggest stars, he now says her viewpoint has been profoundly misunderstood. In a trailer for the new podcast The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, Rowling says, I never set out to upset anyone. However, I was not uncomfortable with getting off my pedestal. Rowling goes on to say that when people on social media say, you've ruined your legacy. Oh, you could have been beloved forever, but you chose to say this, she thinks, you could not have misunderstood me more profoundly. For Sci-Fi Talk Daily, this is James reporting. More news from Deadline as Brianna Middleton is cast in Sam Ishmael's new version of Metropolis, inspired by the classic Fritz Lang movie. Middleton is the first actor cast in the project, from Mr. Robot creator Sam Ishmael and UCP, where he's under an overall deal. Middleton will play the lead role of Finney Polito. It is a new character that did not appear in the movie, directed by Lang and written by Thea von Harbu based on the latter's 1925 novel, which is set in a futuristic urban dystopia following the attempts of Freder, the wealthy son of the city master and Maria, a saintly figure to the workers, to overcome vast gulf separating the classics in their city and bringing the workers together with the city master. There's more on this on Deadline. And here is Grace with an excerpt of a new sci-fi book, Some Desperate Glory, from Tour.com. Tor.com has Chapter 3 of Some Desperate Glory, a space opera from Emily Tesh. Here is a sample. Since she was born, Kia has trained for the day she can avenge the murder of planet Earth. We're thrilled to share an excerpt from Emily Tesh's debut novel, Some Desperate Glory. A queer space opera about the wreckage of war, the family you find, and who you must become when every choice is stripped from you, some Desperate Glory arrives April 11th from Tor.com Publishing. While we live, the enemy shall fear us. Since she was born, Kia has trained for the day she can avenge the murder of planet Earth. Raised in the bowels of geostation alongside the last scraps of humanity, she readies herself to face the wisdom, the powerful, reality-shaping weapon that gave the Majoda their victory over humanity. They are what's left. They are what must survive. Kia is one of the best warriors of her generation, the sword of a dead planet. When Command assigns her brother to certain death, 
and relegates her to nursery to bear sons until she dies trying, she knows must take humanity's revenge into her own hands. For Sci-Fi Talk Daily, this is Grace reporting. And that is it for Sci-Fi Talk Daily for February 15th. 2023. My theme is by Larry Cardarelli. Until Friday with a special all AI edition. This is Tony Tolado.